0: hello good morning good afternoon good evening happy weekend tough monday hump day whatever day you're listening to this on i have no clue uh, but i hope you're doing well welcome back to the find me in seattle podcast as always i'm very Excited to be here to talk to myself in this microphone, uh, speaking into your ears. Thank you very much for listening to my show. Uh, Last week, I titled my show about Donald Trump, and lesson learned: I don't think you guys like that very much because I would say half the amount of people watched or listened to my show last week because the title was about Donald Trump. So, lesson learned: not going to do that anymore. You guys are uh, probably getting enough political information, uh, or overwhelmed by all that information and so uh let's note taken connor let's not title something about donald trump because people don't want to listen to that even though very little about the uh, maybe a lot of the show was all right take my own advice let's stop talking about that it is friday october 9th 2020 and it just keeps on going with the craziness but I feel like I don't have so much bad news, some interesting news. uh, There are closings and changes, um, and so let's talk about it. We start this show every week with a This Week in Seattle news, and the first thing I want to talk about is the famous, iconic pink elephant car wash on Denny Way is being demolished Uh, That car wash has been there since 1956, and uh, on Wednesday, they announced that the property was going to be demolished. And uh, there wasn't information that I saw about what is going to be taking place there. But if you gave me one guess, I bet it would be an apartment building with retail on the bottom because that is what that whole Denny Triangle area has now become. And understandably so, we need more housing. That is extremely, extremely important. And uh, so everybody knows this pink elephant neon sign that spins around and around forever here in our city and has been gracing our, I guess you could call it skyline, for generations. And everyone want to know what's going to happen with this pink elephant neon sign. Well, it has found a home, the Museum of History and Innovation, started by Jeff Bezos, sitting there on Lake Union in South Lake Union they are going to be taking the sign. They are going to be updating it and refreshing it. So hopefully none of those lights are out and they're going to be putting it in their museum. And it's in an iconic piece of Seattle. I'm glad it's not getting demolished. It's going to go into this place. Uh, this Mohai Museum is super cool. If you get a chance to go, highly recommend you go there. I've, I've been there twice and I went with my parents and my little brother and amanda a couple years ago and spent way more time than i ever expected and uh that's just where icons are going to live now here in seattle so i'm excited to see that there and uh, it's going to line up now with those famous seattle icons like the rainier R, the rainier brewery down on i5 and that the globe for the seattle pi building Both are still standing in their original locations and they're iconic to the city, uh, but those businesses are no longer in those buildings. Um, So, rest in peace to the pink elephant car wash, almost 70 years of serving our city. I think car washes are really interesting in Seattle and I relate them a lot to sunglasses. Some of you may know that Seattle is like one of the top markets in the country for purchasing sunglasses. Odd. oddly it rains eight months nine months out of the year there's so little sun you would think why would so many sunglasses be getting bought i think it really comes down to that people lose their sunglasses since they're not using them for nine months they misplaced them and so every summer comes back around and the sun finally comes out and they need to buy new sunglasses i actually had that issue i got a pair of glasses last april uh when i was best man in a wedding they had they got all of these brand, the brand is called gooder and everyone got these white sunglasses with yellow tints. Uh, Look very good for the wedding photo. And they're my favorite glasses. Cause they have like this blue tint in the filter and they're great for driving in bright sun. And I hadn't been able to find them forever. And I want to take them to Thailand when I went in March and couldn't find them super disappointed that I couldn't take those glasses to Thailand uh, because that was the sunniest time of the year for me. And while we were doing this moth, I, I I updated you in a previous week about the, the moth exterminator adventure that we had. And while we were cleaning everything out, I had a pair of ski gloves that I pulled out of a box. And there are the glasses in the pouch shoved into the glove, my ski glove. I must have been like packing up and wanted to protect them a little bit in the bag, so I put them in the ski gloves. And then when I unpacked the ski gloves, I just didn't see the glasses there, and I lost them for... Uh, almost a year, I would think. But I'm glad to have those back. Uh, but original point from the glasses was with car washes. And I think the same principle probably applies to car washes as it does to sunglasses, is, is it rain so much? So people's cars are constantly getting dirty. Like the second the rain comes around, you take your car out, not from the rain, but from like all the dirt and grind that gets kicked up by the tires. Your cars get dirty really quickly. So I think a lot of people are going to get car washes, which is almost doesn't seem very logical because when you say, hey, you go outside and you kind of get a free car wash by mother nature. However, it doesn't really rain that much. And I'm sure you guys know when it rains, your car really ends up getting more dirty and uh, leaves water spots. And so I think car washes are super popular. Brown Bear Car Wash is huge all over. And uh, it's going to be sad. I actually never went to the Pink Elephant Car Wash. And now I'm very disappointed in myself. When I saw this news, I was like, I need to go make a video to like memorialize this moment. And I don't even think it's open. So unfortunately, I missed that gold opportunity it's one of those things that's like sitting in the center of your city that you see every single day and you never go and uh be a patron of that place because you're just used to it and you see it and then you never think about using it uh that's one of the things i was like man i wish i got a car wash there just to say that i had uh but we're gonna miss you pink elephant car wash your sign was is an icon of the city and uh, it's gonna be missed another icon of the city is Bartell Drugs. And Bartell has been serving Seattle for like something like 120 years, which is a long time, right? Think about all the things that Bartell Drugstore survived. They survived the Great Depression, right? And, And I'm not sure who knows back in 100 years ago what that business was like it could have been just a standalone store and and i don't know enough about their history about how they did survive but i mean all of the wars and the ups and downs and financial catastrophe and the changes of uh, washington uh, ups and downs they have finally sold their company to the big box retailer right aid for the sum of 95 million dollars they have 69 stores across Washington and they sold for $95 million. I, When I first saw that number, I I felt bad because I don't feel like that's a lot of money. That sounds like, oh, that's a COVID 2020 like harsh reality of the world of selling the business for $95 million. I, I just wouldn't have thought if you ran a business for a hundred years, And you had 69 retail locations and these stores aren't tiny and it was only worth 95 million. Uh, I'd be curious to know. uh, I assume that means they don't own any of the properties, right? Because you assume just the assets of these properties would be worth a ton of money. Like there's one right down the street here in Lower Queen Anne. It's Lower Queen Anne, so highly doubt that they own that. Um, They shut down one of the locations in downtown right after the June protests. And uh, but a lot, I guess just a lot of these locations, especially if they are serving the city, had to get shut down because the the dynamics of where people are, are changing so much. But the number did stick out to me in a weird way. Ninety five million for sixty nine stores. Right. That's like one one point three million per location. I would think that they were doing a lot better, but it also could mean that some locations were significantly better than a lot other ones they also write it announced that they're going to be keeping the branding, keeping all the names, uh, so it'll still keep that feel and i believe 70 total jobs are going to be affected by that. So i'm not sure if that's on the corporate side, uh, probably not too significant to the people actually working in the stores. But that's a huge loss also for the city of Seattle. Bartel is was a locally owned business, right? A decent sized employer um, You know, just a brand that everyone here in at least Western Washington and Seattle knew about and recognized, and you know, they had to sell. So, uh, for whatever reasons, they sold, and it's now owned by Righted, and we're going to keep that name. But uh, this is going to be the impacts. I think it's it's just going to be hard for local businesses, small family owned businesses like this, to compete, and they're going to have to sell. I think this uh, isn't the first, certainly isn't the last. Um, This is going to be the side effects of what we're going through. Some of these businesses that can handle the downturns like Rite Aid and and, uh, scale when it comes to buying are going to have a big advantage. And they're going to look at making purchases like this. So uh, although it's good, I guess you could also say it's bad. It's not bad, but um, it's just sad that it's no longer going to be a locally owned business, which um, was a thriving principle of the business. And so what else we got going on Uh, this week? The Seattle Storm, our WNBA team, won their second title in three years. They won in the what's called the Wubble, the women's bubble there in Florida. And it was over the Las Vegas Aces. And now we've talked about this in previous episodes. They swept them in three games. And uh, last weekend was really cool because the Seattle Space Needle was lit up green. Uh, I'm sharing that on Instagram actually today if you want to go check out what that looks like. And they're holding a virtual celebration, which I'm a little disappointed about because I saw what the NWSL did in Houston. They had like a drive-by championship. The women's soccer obviously has less followers, so I'm sure this WNBA parade could have gotten a little out of control doing a drive-by parade. It, it's kind of tough. What we gonna, I guess we could have taken take everyone on Denny, done it down fourth avenue goes up so you'd actually have to like start in pioneer square and go up and maybe they're in the center yeah it just it 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 didn't work out and so they're doing a virtual celebration by the time you're listening this is probably already over but it's at 4 p.m on friday uh, and then some of the team are also raising the storm flag at the space needle uh, which will be a little wet here later today and uh, i think we've got some thunder and lightning happening this weekend but congratulations to the seattle storm that is super exciting the storm constantly get discounted in this city they do not get enough hype even winning the championship i still don't think they got as enough uh, hype as much as they should uh but they deserve all the recognition possible because they are the champions way to go ladies um i'm excited to join you at four o'clock for the celebration we had a debate uh not the debate maybe you're thinking about everyone watched the vice presidential debate uh but little less known was our governor debate Jay Inslee is running for, um, they're calling it a historic third term for governor. Um, and he's running against the Republican candidate. His name is Lauren Culp. And uh, I, I didn't watch the debate because I'm already pretty confident on who I'm voting for and, and how this year has handled. I think that person has earned uh, my vote for how I felt we've done as a state. Here so far dealing with coronavirus, and uh, I went on Twitter. Twitter was kind of biased. I saw Cope was trending, and there were some people who really thought that Cope was winning and really sticking it to Jay. Um, and then I was reading. I was like, "No, what? These are just all uh, like Republican people that are tweeting about him." And when I went to the other side, uh, there was way more tweets on the other side supporting the Democratic Jay Inslee. And I want to bring this up because I got my the ballot book. And we're voting by mail as we always do. What happens is we get sent this voter pamphlet with Mr. George Washington, our state flag, here uh, on the front. It's got a book of all the candidates, everything we're voting for. Obviously, this year's election is a lot thicker than the other ones. And then we get the ballot as well in the mail. And we fill it out, we sign our name, we drop it in the mailbox or at a uh, voting station. And I'm looking through this booklet when I first got it, right? Just be like, all right, what, do, what are the things I need to research and understand so I can make a well-educated vote? And there have definitely been times in elections where I haven't been as researched. And I take this book, and the book is what I've been making decisions on. Not this year, trust me, but in previous elections, especially the smaller ones, I have done that. And this book is super important about how you are represented. Because I know there are people, even with this election, who are just going to look at this book and make a decision. So I turn to Governor. I open up. It's on page 40 of your book if you're uh, here locally listening to this. And I see Jay Inslee. Jay Inslee's statement takes up his whole uh, half of the page dedicated to the statement. He's got elected experience, professional experience, education, and community service. Uh, These are standard things that you have to fill out when you apply for Governor. And then I go to page 41, where Lauren Culp is there. He prefers the Republican Party. And it says, elected experience, no information. Other professional experience, no information submitted. Education, no information submitted. Community service, no information submitted. And then he's got a statement, which is about a paragraph long. And then he's got a contact that is 541-87541. I think, isn't 541 a Oregon zip code? Yeah, that would just be so weird if he gave us an organ. But the the point being, and I'm showing to people here on the video, is that his section is, like, completely empty. You had an entire page to convince us why you would be a better governor than Jay Inslee, and you didn't take any advantage of this book? Like, why? Why would you miss out on that? Um, That's not helping your case whatsoever. It's it's going to be tough to get votes if you didn't even take the time to fill out that you have professional experience. I get that um, he is the chief of police, but no other professional experience, no education, no community service. You didn't put any of that here. Like It just makes no sense. On if, if that's how you're going to treat how you fill out this form to run for governor, I can't really trust you to how you're going to run our country, especially in a time where we desperately need you uh because you know the world is crazy right now well i guess that that shows who i'm voting for if it wasn't obvious already just absolutely just crazy crazy to watch right um all right one more thing that i want to rant about a little bit here and that is uh the famous restaurant canless and what they launched this past week it's called the canless community college Uh, canless is probably the most famous restaurant here all right, I'm sorry, you guys. This recording could not be going worse right now. I went to go look up that area code 541 from the Lauren Cole phone number, and I clicked my computer, and it stopped my recording on the podcast. And then when I get that all set back up, my battery dies here on my camera, and so I lost it there. So I'm sure this last two minutes has been a little confusing for you. My apologies. Let's jump back into the show. I want to talk about Camless. Uh, Camless is this uh, probably our most famous restaurant here in seattle own family owned run for decades high end dining i think it's the last restaurant in the city like a suit jacket is required when you came into the restaurant beautiful view looking on lake union i still actually haven't even eaten there a little out of my price range and uh obviously the pandemic is affecting their restaurant dramatically because fine dining doesn't really exist when uh coronavirus is happening and so i wanted to share this story because i thought it was pretty admirable it's definitely not a business that i would talk about most of the time because they're getting plenty of publication they don't need uh any promotion from me but they're over the last seven months they've been doing all this pivoting all this experimenting trying different things and that Hustle mentality, I think, deserves the credit and uh, respect. And so, I want to shout this out because I admire business people who put this amount of work into doing something like this. So, Mark and Brian Camless and their team have had ten different business concepts over the last seven months, dealing with COVID nineteen and all the shutdowns and all the changes that we're going through here uh, in the country. And so. Their dining rooms got shut down in March, and then they started making burgers. They were doing a thousand burgers a day just for lunch. Uh, their restaurant, which is sitting on this like more or less a highway on 99, is not a good place to have cars uh, waiting to pull in, especially because it goes onto a bridge. There's nowhere to like turn around. Uh, getting into that area is. Uh, A disaster. And so uh, they're doing a thousand burgers a day, which they said wasn't scalable. Uh, Understandably so. They said they had a car, took them 45 seconds to serve each car. They're doing a thousand burgers. Uh, That's just going to take a really long time for your lunch. Your burger is not going to be good. They don't have the infrastructure to serve at that kind of scale. Then they tried a bagel shed. They also tried a family meal box delivery service that would uh, deliver to your house next they tried a bottle service and wine service uh for cocktails which i believe also had a video accompanying it they did a bingo night with a virtual bingo set um and I be, I want to say that came with dinner, but I don't quote me on that. And then they were doing CSA boxes full of different produce and products. And then they did a drive-in movie at their parking lot, which I thought was actually pretty cool and really innovative. The drive-in movie concepts were a great idea back in the summer. And then they did a crab shack in their parking lot, and uh, the list right goes on and on. They're always like that's just must have been so crazy for them to be attempting all these different things, right? I think about uh, all the different businesses that I've tried to start and create and the ones that I work with. And it takes so much planning, so much preparation, so much resource to uh, not only come up with these ideas, but figure out how to execute them, market them, and drive customers. And so uh, the newest experiment and probably their best one is the Canless Community College. And what it caught my attention when I first saw it, I was like, all right, here's here's the next thing that Canvas is doing, and I think this is really cool, and the reason being is I feel like over the last seven months, they've probably learned so much about their industry and business and creating business models and finding holes in business models and then executing those things and iterating, shelving things, saying, all right, this didn't work. And so they have now this school. It's twenty five bucks to sign up, and they have this whole register of different classes. So here are some of the different things that they have: for them. they have, um, uh, they what you think, food and wine classes. They've got electives that cover like history, art, and culture. They have a kids' animal adventures. They have a PE class uh, that's happening. I know the one is with the Seattle Ballet group, which is really cool. They have a sommelier office hours tv dinners they got take-home kits i feel like they are taking a lot of the aspects and things that they learned over the last couple months and trying to uh, not necessarily repackage them but provide them in different ways and and telling a story all within this community college concept and they're collaborating with so many different unique people and experts across the city to provide this service Uh, they've obviously invested so much in their content production and live streams when it came to the bingo and Uh, bottle service and all these other things that they were doing that why not create this new system that is entertaining is helpful it's adaptive it's interesting Uh, I thought it was just really cool and Amanda bought the $25 uh, school pack school package she's actually done a few of the classes I've not partaken personally in any of them yet Uh, but I thought it was pretty awesome and um there's there's just i think real potential in this one i'm not sure how many people bought the 25 dollars and i'm curious about all the other experiments of uh, what those numbers look like but you've got to um have a lot of respect for these guys and everyone there to each week be evolving and doing something else and trying to invent something else uh they're lucky that they have this really really uh famous name Every media company out there covers them on every announcement, right? I'm looking at all these lists. I'm like, oh yeah, I've known about all these because not just because I'm connected with the food industry, but every time they launch something new, from King 5 to Como, uh, all picked it up, right? And covered it. So that helps Uh, when you have that resource and you have these media companies who are going to tell your story week in and week out. That is a huge, huge advantage, Uh, but I don't want to knock. The fact that um they have these resources like the video which was hilarious that promotes community college they have Bill Gates on the video right like it's not easy to get Bill Gates to um help you with your storytelling and it's about this idea as like Bill said uh, he wasn't the one that gave him the idea for community college and right it's it's silly their video uh, check it out it's linked below. Uh, in the show notes here everywhere if you want to watch it and it was fun uh and and the one thing i want to say about this i bet that mark and brian are very very thankful that last year they did these pop-up experiments before this whole shutdown i remember they did a collaboration with shake shack before shake shack opened here and they did a shake shack pop-up in their parking lot that was very similar and it's probably why they went with burgers first and it was extremely successful lines around the block i think they also did a milk bar pop-up uh and so they had this prior experience and knowledge with the execution of doing the pop-ups before which provided them a huge leg up when it came to evolving Uh, a lot of businesses aren't don't have the resources to do something like this. And as I mentioned earlier, don't have the access to market it as well, right? I, I can imagine a lot of restaurant owners are looking at this and be like, not only is this a feat to execute these things, but uh, how do you get the word out? You've got to already have some influence in the city to get the word out. And it's just super impressive. I'm really, this is the first one that I was like, I really want to talk about this because this is uh, business people really being creative and really being um you know, putting the hustle out there, right? They're obviously struggling just like everyone else is. And for them to come up with all these different ideas and now to have this virtual community college is uh just deserves a lot of credit because this is a lot of ideas all into one and then executing it. You'll see their are bored in their video. They I mean running an itinerary of all these classes, collaborating with all of these experts is this is their biggest task and feat that they've done and i just think it's really cool and uh for for them to be experimenting with this is pretty awesome i hope that uh it continues to bring them success and they can kind of uh share this expertise with more people and um just just very cool and so shout out to uh, everybody the team especially there at canlas because this has just been a wild ride for them and uh for them to try it deserves recognition okay all of this is just my show is all over the place. You guys let's get into the things that we also do every week. We have uh, my local business of the week is the Smith tower observatory. Uh, they, I partnered with them yesterday. I went and what I was showing off is actually they're doing a giveaway connected to their election day ballot drop box. They have this like uh, copper, mailbox inside the place they're doing a speakeasy style because the door is locked you have to walk up to smith tower which is huge click the button three times the guy lets you in and you can drop in your mail uh, ballot in their uh, vintage drop box and they are doing a giveaway if you take a photo with you dropping your ballot in the mailbox and you tag them and use their hashtag i voted they're going to give a rum runner card and a bottle of what's called el presidente it's one of their uh, barrel age cocktails to go the runner car, which you win, is really cool. This is what uh, they actually gave me in exchange for promoting them. Uh, it's good for one year, 365 days from the day that you get it. It gives you 20% off on all the food, drinks, and retail up at the observatory at the top. You also get free entry, which is anywhere from 12 I think, to $16, $18 dollars to get up. And you get a plus one. So uh, I've had this card before, and it's just great to like take a friend take your wife, take your girlfriend, take your husband, uh take a client, take a prospective client, whoever it is, a visitor up there which is a really cool view in this uh the original skyscraper of Seattle and so uh, you and that plus one always get free entry up there. So it's just a great way to to take someone and have a unique experience. The bar up there is socially distanced, they only have a few tables available and so um yeah, it was really cool too. I had this drink called the paper plane. They actually made a paper plane garnish, which was I thought was really clever. And I think this was just a really fun promotion for them to say, Hey, we have this mailbox here that's been operating for generations. Let's utilize it and provide another opportunity for people to drop their ballots and do a fun giveaway. It promotes them. I thought it was best of both worlds. And uh yeah, if you're in Pioneer Square and you got your ballot, we talked about the ballot earlier, go drop it off there. Why not? And if you want to take a picture, enter for their giveaway. I think that's pretty cool. So they are my featured local business of the week. Every week, we also have the featured meal of the week. And this meal is a little different also uh, because I wanted to give a shout out to my friend Ashe and his fiance, Mona, who delivered this box of fresh produce to me and ashe is uh since the day i met him he is obsessed with becoming a farmer right he, w- he wants to uh, create an evolution of local farming and so he's enrolled in this class he's got this little plot of land that he's been uh growing his own vegetables on and he brought me this box and so including the box was vegetables that he picked that day um there are beets carrots Uh, multiple types of lettuce, char, cucumbers, all in there. And I had no clue what to do with this box of produce. Um, That's not really my cup of tea or something I'm too experienced with because my kitchen skills are very much lacking. But he gave me this big box. He also gave me some tips. His fiance, Mona, helped me with like, here's how you can roast some of these. Here's how you can uh, make some different dressings. And I just made this amazing uh, salad, roasted the beets and the carrots, Uh, chopped it up with all the lettuce and then i've eaten kind of everything else separately and that was just the coolest meal that i had this week because it was all fresh produce that uh, one of my close friends uh, grew and picked himself and then he gave all these fresh vegetables to me it was like what better gift um how cool is that to like give your friend uh like fresh healthy food that you grew yourself i just thought that was so cool that must be uh, such a rewarding feeling i felt rewarded just to be eating the food And uh, to be given that, that was so cool. So shout out to you, Ash. Thank you so much to you and Mona for providing Amanda and I that food. I thought it was so cool and so nice of you and so delicious. I need to uh, be better at eating fresh produce, supporting local farmers and produce. Uh, It was really cool and tasted great. Highly recommend. Check out your local farmer's market and you do the same. All right. That is is uh about the end i got a few last things here uh before we close out the show but uh make sure to like subscribe and review all those good things your engagement is like the fuel to my business so please make sure uh if you enjoy the show that you rate it five stars or you give me a thumbs up on youtube or you like it wherever you are send me a message if you got any thoughts or been like connor you messed up so many times this week Uh, I'd love to hear if you really want to take that support the extra way you can go buy a shirt or hat on my website at findmeinseattle.com slash shop. I'd appreciate you there as well. Um, and if you want to find me in Seattle sticker, just shoot me a message and I've got a bunch of stickers. I'll just mail it to you for free. I'm not even asking for anything, Uh, but if you want a sticker to put on your computer or your water bottle or something, please let me know. I have a video coming out today. That's featuring the Funko pop store out in Everett. Those little cute, big headed figurines uh they have their headquarters here in washington i visited their store which has thousands of different toys for sale and they've got these like larger than life uh scale replicas of the toys from the hulk and iron man to uh uh, dragon ball z characters and batman and star wars characters it's a really cool place i'm excited to launch this video and i hope you like it make sure to wash your hands wear your mask Treat people with respect, especially those service workers. People are putting themselves at risk right now being outside and uh, do your research on the election this year. Good luck. And uh, we'll see you next Friday for another episode of the Find Me in Seattle podcast. See ya.